0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon Foster. How are you on this Monday, Moon?
1: Man, as well. The weekend is done. Uh, I almost feel like not having Steelers football this weekend was a good purge, man. Saw some other teams go down. Uh, Some some legendary guys do more legendary things. Brady hit 100,000 passing yards. I didn't even realize he was that close. And Of course, you have potential league MVPs losing to teams they shouldn't. So guess what? It sounds like a football season here.
0: Well, yeah, you didn't even mention Brady's drive at the end there, which was just like a a thing from the past. It was crazy, just going right down the field, insane, Uh, You know, as if it was nothing, as if it was nothing, as if he hadn't had any other issues the entire game. He was like, (laughs) he got to that point in the game, and it was just like, okay, I'm Tom Brady. I know
1: it was weird, wasn't it? Like I watched it like,
0: no, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he did. Dink, 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 dink. Actually, no, they weren't all dinks. There were some 20 yarders in there. I mean, he he just let it fly. He did let it
1: fly. I couldn't I was actually surprised how they were going at Ramsey some too. Like on that. He doesn't care. He doesn't (laughs) care. (laughs) I see now. Goodness gracious. Uh, but yeah, it was a good
0: football, uh, less stressful football weekend. It's funny. I, I was over at the Steelers complex just now, Uh-oh. and they had a practice, and they had, uh, you know, an availability after that. The guys seemed to be in a great mood, really uplifting to be around. Uh, I can tell you that, which is nice after not only after two and six, but after a bye. you come back and you want to get all, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, one one hundred percent, man. Uh, and that's what the bye week is. Hopefully, this was the reset that this team, these coaches. Needed as far as just getting a, I guess a a, a a deep look into what you are, man. That that buy comes clutching, especially having this one right in the middle of the season too. Um, strap up, I hope.
0: Well, that's uh, that was the 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 mood I got from everybody, and everybody seemed to be in a great mood. But guess who was in the best mood? Who talk to me? I believe it was number ninety seven sitting over in that familiar corner, uh, <laughs> big grin on his face. <laughs> he got two lockers still. He Kenny Pickett's next to him. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh. So, so he doesn't have quite the real estate that he used to. Yeah. But I, I, I went over there just to just to say hello. You know, now, not everything has to be some formal whatever. And and uh, number ninety seven says to me, are "You gonna are you gonna talk to Ramon today?" <laughs> and I go, oh, "I talk to Ramon every day." Yeah. Did you hear from him over the weekend? No. As a matter of fact, I didn't. <laughs> oh, do me a favor, says Kim. Ask Ramon no. how he's doing this weekend. So, of course, for anybody who doesn't know, and I'm going to read it out loud the score of the game on Saturday was number one, Georgia 27, number five, Tennessee 13. That, that, but the old school dreams, moan, they, they don't they don't apply anymore. You know, you can still get into the college football playoff. It's it's all okay.
1: Yes, it is, man. I was I was on pins and needles, Because we started off number one, and of course. We're uh, we're, this is new for us. This is like a new era of offense mm-hmm. players, coaches, and everything. And we uh got the college football playoff number one seed uh after the first week. And we knew this would be the case. I knew Georgia was gonna be good. Matter of fact, if you are a fan of football and hadn't watched that defense, that team, you want to talk about some old school ball, man. But you also see a big time difference in the haves and the have nots. Georgia got a lot of halves, man. As far as like secondary, hopefully we go get one of those guys. But I got a theory on a the player at some point in time, though, DK.
0: As you're heading toward the draft.
1: No, well, I'll say this. If if to what I don't know if you will want this or this this fan base will want this, but there is one particular prospect in Happy Valley that just so happened to play corner, who dad is a legacy. Mm. Who himself is the first round draft pick? And, then
0: there's, and then there's that, yeah, Joey
1: Porter Jr. Yeah. yeah, you saw
0: him being raised in the facility, man. Goodness. Well, yeah, and and he might as well have been raised by Mike Tomlin too, for how tight him and uh, Joey Porter are here. Yeah, uh, but that that didn't answer the question though. Mom. Yeah, okay. Cam wants I'm... to know how you're doing. He expressed concern, Moan. He wants to know how you're doing. <laughs> you see, this is why I People get super. Have no idea how into this you are. No, they have no, no idea.
1: I, you he know does. what? He, he does. does, and, and he sent he sent that message through you because he's petty like that. So I just text him just to see what his reply is gonna be. And it's this man. Oh, there's. To me, there's only been two college teams. Now, you're more of a historian than I am when it comes to following. There's only been two college teams that have been just bulletproof through bad times. That's Georgia, although they just recently won their national championship. And the other one, Ohio State. And Ohio State and Georgia, I think, are one and two at this point right now, although Michigan players are saying they see themselves winning this year. And if I'm not mistaken, Michigan's either three and four in the college football playoff rankings, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm OK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm OK as far as how I feel about my Tennessee Vols, but... What I will say is this, man. Cam better hope we don't see them moving forward, man, because I Uh promise you. We have a better track to the college football playoffs than his team does because if they lose in the conference championship, then guess what? We're back in there, and guess what? All is well in the world because guess why? Bama lost again this weekend.
0: Can you please share with the people who watch this program (laughs) the extremes to which your locker room will go, an NFL locker room will go when it comes to college football? It is something. I mean, it's it's across the room.
1: I don't think y'all understand. Like Saturdays in the locker room, Fridays the lead up to a coach Tomlin. They usually mention one or two games. Like guys have just like for fun a pick'em sheet. Like it's deep okay as far as where's your allegiance are you ready to quit on your team like that's where cam basically sent you he sent you to ask me are you ready to quit on the vols again mo like that's what it was it got to a point also where there were so many ohio state players in our locker room i'm like what are we
0: doing can
1: we not live without them And yeah. so
0: it was a long list, too, right? And she's here and Cam, both first rounders, Cam,
1: uh, uh, Mike Adams. I mean, mm-hmm. just think of Will Allen, like, just think about all the guys that's been through Doug Worthington. There's another guy that got drafted there. College football in the NFL locker room will make you go insane. Okay, it really will. <laughs> it's just so much chatter, and guys owe their allegiances to their Saturdays. It's, I'm gonna be real with y'all. It's deep when it comes down to college ball in the NFL locker room, because that's the one thing you hold on to.
0: It's something I I, I have, I have seen, I have seen the one of the more vocal guys, not surprisingly in this regard is TJ Watt when it comes to his badgers. And uh, (laughs) it's, it's something everyone has to hear it. It's projected through the entire room. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Moan when we come back, we're going to get into some Steelers talk regarding accountability. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm going to do it again. Okay, this this was the Kim. Ask him how he's doing. <laughs> <was> uh, <laughs> you know ask what him I him How he's doing. I, I take as we as we're about to talk about accountability.
1: I take full responsibility for my actions on social media about my Vols,
0: Okay, I'm that guy taking <laughs> this one. Kim, you wait till I see you. God don't lose. Uh, there were other things, believe it or not, discussed in the locker room. Uh, today, most of them involving yeah. the word accountability. Moan, it was a weird day for me. I got to tell you, i going around and yeah. I asked guys unrelated questions. I wasn't right. looking for a theme or anything like that. And every last one of them in some form or other brought up the word accountability. Wow. And finally, I said to Mason Cole, what does that mean? Like, oh, yeah. what, what are you actually talking about when you say that? Because I, as I said to Mason, You understand that on the outside world, that means something else completely. Yeah. Okay. Now, to them, account to fans, accountability means fire Matt Canada or not fire Matt (laughs) Canada or fire the head coach or don't fire the head coach. Accountability to them means what just happened in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does it actually mean in in the locker room? What does it mean among the O-line? And uh, Mason's response was that we, we all have to be doing the right things and make sure that when we're not doing them, yeah. that we trust that the other person is going to hear about it without having to hear it from us. Yeah, and I kind of like that. Like they don't want the players to also be the players. Don't want to also be the coaches.
1: No, no, not not in this. What whatever the message is, you need it one time, and it's reassured through your work, man. And uh, accountability to me, it, it means a lot of things. It means stepping it up, DK. You know what I'm saying? Like this one thing that's not going to lie is what the coaches see on film. And I think that's like the hardest thing to admit to going into those film sessions or doing that mid-season evaluation or the coaches like, "Look, I got you for this many sacks, this many pressures, this many negative plays. You did this well, you did this good. We need to work." It's hard. OK, because it's like, well, I'm doing good enough. Am I not? And, mm. and, and some of the time you got to have a real self check about why you are where you are either as a player and as a team, man, because it's so much that goes into it. So it's good to hear those guys kind of own up to that. Look, it's, there's no reason to beat a dead horse when it comes down to, to accountability. Like we hear it, we know it. And then it comes to you turn a page and just realizing this is what it takes to actually get the job done. And I guess that's what I'm thinking Mason Cole is saying to you when it comes down to this. This is what it takes to get over this hump. And it is – football is so just – what do we want to call it? Nitpicking because you got too much time on your hands, right?
0: Well, to that extent, uh, Kevin Dotson told me something that I would that found interesting and I hadn't heard from any of them before this, that one of the things that they discussed – now, over the course of the bye week, back when they were doing work last week, was that the coach that coaches have told the O line guys, "Listen, we're going to give you a very, very specific thing to do. Yeah, just do that. Okay, don't." Don't be out there thinking that you need to be doing this or you need to be doing that or you need to be bumping this guy or bumping that guy to do something. We're going to make this as simple as possible. And again, I had not heard anybody on the O-line say that until Dotson told me that today. Um, What does it mean? That right there
1: may be more key than anything else because that, that challenges a person to worry about what they're doing well. You ever met somebody, man, I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. My youngest son is a gamer, like all about his teammates, all about just everybody doing well. He'll be pitching, my 10-year-old. He's in his windup, and he's pitching, and instead of like letting short or second say he's going, my son will yell out he's going as he's pitching. And I'm like, <laughs> Miles, just pitch, man. Just pitch the ball. <laughs> and what's crazy? What happens from that point? He's worried about the runner, he throws a wild ball, or he throws a ball just in general. And then we don't even get the out at second or something like that. Because he's focused on. The, and I had to tell him, I was like, kiddo, you are a heck of an athlete. But I can't have you worrying about everything else if you're not doing because if that's a strike, because most of, they're not gonna swing at it, if that's a strike. Then we at least get one on them. Screw that guy. And I think that's what the coaches are telling. Screw what everybody else. If they suck next to you, okay, Mason Cole, I'll get them out of here.
0: You know what I'm saying? I love if, it. I'm gonna throw a hockey one in on you. Go hockey, ahead. hockey coaches love to say this to young players, especially to defensemen. If you're out of position, if 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 you have a partner who's out of yeah. position, your defense partner and you go to cover for him, how many players do we now have out of position? It's two. two of them. It's yep. two. Yep. And what ends up happening is all kinds of open ice for everybody. It, <laughs> it's just a, it's, it, to an extent, team yes. sports still have to be self-centered. It still has to be about the individual doing his job.
1: I'm so glad you said that. Be- because I'll be honest with you. That was something that was told to us too, as a young offensive lineman. When, when Pounce came together, Al got in the mix, and everybody just because, of course, like what it was, us for me, Gil, Pounce, and Dave. We had it together, and it was one of those situations where, I'm is, is Al gonna get it? Like, what what are we doing? It's just like let him focus on him. Y'all do what you have to help when you need to, but let him focus on him and we'll get there. Not necessarily like I was the last one there. Cause he, he, he came on and became a pro bowler. Right. And mm-hmm. that was told to us because you try to fix everything at once. And next thing you know, you got pieces everywhere that it was told to us. DK. Yes. There's nothing wrong
0: in that. Let me throw this out too, though. It's just to be it's like a deliberate here. Devil's advocate to you. Yeah. Cause I understand what, what, what Dotson's saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. At the same time, I can't shake in my head the visions of Kendrick Green waiting to block nobody. Yeah. And and, and again, I'm not even saying that yeah. remotely disrespectfully. I really yeah. like this kid. Okay. I, ho- I wish the best for him. Yeah. But when he saw that there was no assignment, he just kind of locked up. What do you actually do, Moan? You tell him
1: once, and he if he gets it, good. If it's nothing from there, then
0: we're wasting our time. Because no, the, what, what is it, though, if he says, hey, I was supposed to be responsible for this guy and this guy never oh, even see, came. There's there's a difference in doing your job
1: and then helping somebody else. Like there's one thing. That's me what I'm is, asking, though. Oh, yeah. yeah no, 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 That's not saying twirl your thumbs if your job is done. No, 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 no. The job of anybody is to scan and see what else who else needs help when it comes down to those types of things. I once my job is done, then I go do extra. It be times where I'm telling Mark Pounce, I'm going to send them to you. Then I'm going to clean up out. I had nothing to do. If I just give a guy to marquee, I'm fine. And then it'd be sometimes, well, I had to learn this too, though, DK. Oh, I pass him to pounce, and then I leave him. No, I can't just leave him too. We have to work together within what I'm supposed to be doing. That No, that that's not saying just stop when you're done. No, uh-uh. There's a, there's a difference in understanding the game. And it, that's clearly what there's a lack of too, though, DK. If we're just being real about that, there's an understanding of what it means to compete.
0: Man, we, we, we are now seeing with our own eyes what everyone, you included, meant when they said, even if you have the people, and maybe the Steelers do and maybe they don't, they certainly believe they do. Yeah. If, even if you have the people, it just takes so much time, so much talking, so many reps in order to get even close to where you want to be.
1: And and can I say this too, uh, the transition from old to new sometimes, or I've heard other teams kind of bring this up, whether evaluating draft talent or players also. That COVID year of evaluating helped like rock a lot of like franchises over. Like I don't think people knew what they were really getting. And when it's more personal, like it was this year, you kind of see some of those things a lot better. No excuse whatsoever, DK but that that year right there was kind of no, no. weird it, man I, I, again
0: i've heard that that from the draft. steelers i've heard that from the steelers i've heard it from the penguins i've heard it from the pirates that the the lost year yeah. and really if you even go into it the lost progressions that would lead into the following year or bad habits that might have been formed during the pandemic when you couldn't do anything it it just Look, everybody had to go through it equally, so you're right that it's not an excuse. It's, it's but, not. But it's excuse. real. But it's yep. real. It's absolutely real. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Time for the only segment that matters, and that comes to you always. From our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. And they're always searching for bold new recipes as well. Order your favorite at the Get-Go Cafe and Market or on the app today. Better believe it. Moan? Yeah, yeah. You picked this one out of the hat here. This comes from uh, Jim in the YouTube comments, and he says, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> hey, Moan! I asked a question a few days ago about how important good coaching is for young players. A better way to put this might be how damaging can substandard coaching be, especially to our rookie quarterback? It seems to me that most important time in this young man's development is now, and it looks like he's being thrown to the proverbial wolves. Mm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, there's uh, a lot there. It is, man. Great question, too, because we're, we're talking about that young guy transition. We just brought up the COVID in the last section, like guys trying to like evaluate talent, right? That's where we work. Uh, I'll just start off by saying this. Coaching means a lot. It does. You can get bad coaching uh, in the sense that, what are you actually maximizing when it comes down to teaching him coverages, teaching him the playbook, getting him getting him to digest what's coming towards him and also delivering all those messages that he get to. I will say this about Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's being coached wrong. I just think he's young. I just think there's too many moving parts on this team. That's not on the same page. We just spoke about that DK as far as accountability, right? I'll say this. I think some of the, the mistakes we see Kenny make, It's probably because of his misunderstanding of what the game is, how fast it moves, how good defenders are. And I'll be honest with you, all of that is good stuff. We see this team right now with the way it's performed as of late has just been a little bit less than in the performances. Like you're you're missing certain guys. I will say this. I think less is more when it comes down to what Kenny got to see moving forward. I think if Kenny's seeing everybody but Chase Claypool, then you got something. But to speak on coaching, I'll say this. Coach Kugler was a really good coach. Had me when I came in my my, my rookie year, man. Uh, my second year in the league is when we ended up getting him. He challenged us hard. He made us work our butts off. Okay, he had us, Coach Cooks, It was uh, uh Larry Serline at, at uh at my rookie year. He was hard on us too. And um, having that base, that foundation, led to other things. How to navigate being in this league. Um, everybody having to pull their part as far as development. And then when we got much, I think all of us in that room um, elevated our play because the delivery of what he wanted, how he coached every individual player. I won't get on this stand and say, Kenny's been thrown to the wolves. I just think it's just been bad play. Uh, do we say bad scheming for a guy like him? Do we say sometimes he get into a little bit of a gunslinger side of it? No, See- I- I'm not willing to go all the way there, DK.
0: Ramon, I'm not willing to pass up an opportunity to describe Matt Canada as a liability. Okay. So, so to me, there's a golden one here. I'm going to make it broader than this. Okay. Instead of saying what is the quarterback seeing and what's he doing, because that really is the domain, as you know, of the quarterback's Mm -hmm. coach, way more than the coordinator. Coordinator scripting plays. Okay. Where the coordinator is concerned, and the impact that he can have on a young quarterback that's negative is, for example, that Kenny has no running game to operate, Mm. okay? So he people say things like, why aren't they running any play action? There's no play action to be had. No one takes the running game seriously. Najee is a yard and a half each time he touches the ball, it seems like, okay? And if Kenny doesn't have that, how is he, as quarterback, supposed to establish any kind of rhythm how is he supposed to have defenses back off or spread out? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the impact to for me that Matt Canada has on his quarterback, and it's not a good one.
1: And, and I guess that's where I was away from. I was going as, as far as his, his quarterback coach, as yeah. far as him being coached up. I think that's been appropriate. As far as situational football, when to run, if the run's not working, where do you go? I, I won't dare say he's not smart enough to do it, but I think Matt Canada may need a little bit more experience in calling this type of stuff out. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I give to Ty Haley. He knew when. He knew when to let go because he had been. He knew situationally, look, if this team was a blitzing team, we got to do this. If this team sits back. Guess what, guys? We're going to run it on them. I don't know if if Matt Canada has grasped the whole of that as a coach. So, yes, that can be very damning. That could be, okay. How do I process this as a quarterback? If nothing's working, then am I the problem?
0: So, yeah, I can get that. And then what ends up happening? You start doubting yourself. Questioning. You start seeing players that aren't there. Yeah. Uh, you maybe won't fire into tight pockets. You know what I mean? You yeah. Trust NFL players or NFL receivers to make NFL catches in what's considered to be NFL open. Open. OK, and, and 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 it just it, it can snowball. And now I think Kenny's made of stronger stuff than that. I certainly hope that he is. But the danger absolutely exists to what Jim is saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I was leaning on. Can, if we can be real, because this is our platform, DK, and we said we want to. I think we're all trying to survive this year and see what happens to Matt Canada. Like, and that's why I'm not too much going at Kenny about development or what coaches are but this is a hard task to, to live week to week because then you get a, a beaten down group that don't understand what it takes to win like you're, you're surprised at how to win because I There's feel like every nine games every, I know every nine game that games. they have won you still say to yourself well how in the heck did we win yeah. that one other than the sense game and even that one got tight late
0: There still would have been value in firing this guy now because you had nine games for him to work, even if it wasn't under whoever the next coordinator was going to be. You had a chance to work under somebody who is even remotely, maybe possibly competent, which you know that this guy is not. So, you know.
1: Coaching does
0: (laughs) matter. Um, Hey, Frank Wright got fired today. He sure (laughs) did. Replaced by Jeff Saturday because they just went by the name they that's that's such a name hire this isn't a cult show we don't need to be going into this I, uh,
1: I love i love jeff saturday i had no idea he was coaching anything
0: though yeah i know <laughs> i know it, I at just, least
1: we don't have those issues or or do I
0: just as a coincidence i over the weekend i ran into the jeff saturday video in which peyton manning's freaking out on him on the sideline it's the best it is stop calling the plays you're not calling call the plays You just like, yeah you just you just block you just snap the ball and block so peyton goes and sits down somewhere else on the sideline for anybody who hasn't seen it yeah. and he sits down and he goes i'm mic'd up today <laughs> <laughs> it's the most peyton manning thing ever yeah. being aware of when he's on camera Because Peyton,
1: he didn't want that out there, I'm sure, man.
0: But we as fans, I loved it. I'm I'm mic'd up today in a real casual tone like that, like happy with himself. All right, Moe, let's do it again tomorrow after Mike Tomlin talks and see what he has to say for updates. Uh, I, I can share with everybody that it looks like really good news on the T.J. Watt front, on the DeMonte Casey front. Uh, you're gonna see way more of the defense back yeah that's one of the good things about the buy. so we get a chance to exhale a little bit a little bit let's do it again tomorrow